You're listening to Freud's Angels, where we talk about where the science of the mind meets the spirit of the heart. Each week, we'll discuss ways to create awareness of yourself and your reaction to the world around you today, as well as healing events of the past. I'll be bringing in both traditional and non-traditional psychology concepts, and I'll be bringing the healing through the lens of our heart and how to heal what we discover creating a powerful connection between what our heart needs and what our mind thinks we want. Now we're your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Vanessa. Now let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome. Welcome back. How are we? How it's can't believe it's almost the end of January already because like it just just started the the lunar new year is of course February 1st Chinese new year it's coming up that's Mm -hmm. kind of that and embolic which is the pagan new year is is kind of when I feel like the new year has started because January is never a new year for me it's always like what happened last year and what is it do I want to bring into the next year and what is it do I want to bring into the the year after like it's just, it's a big reflection. And so I never really feel that newness yeah. until around end of February, beginning of March. Um, so yeah. Uh, what are we going to talk about today, Vanessa? Well, we're going to get into something awesome. Like I think that, that um, it's, it's a great conversation to have. I think it creates lots of spinoff conversations um to have but today we're going to talk about two very powerful words in our lives need and want and what do those words do you heard them just now what do they do to you if you have a need and a want where what kind of things go into each one of those categories um so yeah i'm excited to dig into it because i think it's um it's like it's all always relevant I think in our lives because of the effect that like society has on us the effect of our jobs and you know life life responsibilities um we're always using those two categories I feel like so it'll be good to kind of dig into there and see how we can make them work for us instead of working against us yeah and also we need to to go on discovery uh, like you said what they mean what what do we identify what energy is attached because we're all going to have different attachments to different words and we're going to have different feelings around them and you know we'll we'll get into a personal story of why this is so impactful and and how you know I've discovered the use and how I use the word need versus want and and we'll talk about it so you know I don't know. Do we want to start with the definitions of, of the words? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Like, uh, talk about need. Let's talk about the word need require something because it is essential or very important. That is the neutral form of that word. I need, uh, food to live. I need air to breathe. Mm -hmm. I need, water to stay hydrated like it is like that quintessential that is the neutral definition and the second definition is about expressing necessity or obligation that is where most of us like live with this word that that because if you even think just with the word obligation i mean you know we were just i'm like i don't like like, it (laughs) Crunchy. We just (laughs) felt crunchy for a minute, friends. So the neutral form of need is just something that's essential, a very like um, basic human need for food or day-to-day needs. Like, you know, there is a need. We need things to be existing on this planet. Oxygen, food, water, like essentials, right? Mm -hmm. So when we get into that space of the non-neutral, which means, which is a term that I will use that I have used when we make meaning of the word, like that's the essential meaning of that word. But when we begin to have experiences around different things with the words, we begin to make meaning our own meaning of what that means. If I could say mean one more time. Um, and 
we we kind of drill it in we we use those you know the the meanings we've made of it as as whether it's a like a positive use or is it a negative use do we use it to guilt ourselves do we use it to encourage ourselves like where is it that because let's get into a story okay let's no let's pause sorry my brain is like going it's all good like you can see it in my eyes like my brain is like going really fast (laughs) and I'm trying to catch up so let's define want let's define want okay first um to have a desire to possess or do something wish for the informal now that's the neutral like I want a cookie um right so the informal definition is ought, should, or need to do something, which is more like the word need. <laughs> like it has, the, I don't know why they would use that as an informal. Um, yeah. But that's more of the word need than it is a want. Right. Interesting. Right. So, <laughs> so if we look at those two words, you know, if you look at need, the idea of the obligatory, what does that mean? It, it means that you have lack of choice. Yes. It's lack of, or that there's some of sort of negative, right. Negative repercussion or, you know, something negative associated to not doing it. Right. So IE maybe guilt if you haven't done it or don't do it. So if you look at want to have a desire to possess or do something wish for you have autonomy in the word want, because if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like, I don't want to vacuum my carpets. Okay. Yeah. You don't have to. Right. But there's another, there's an asterisk on that one. And we'll get to that towards later after I tell my personal story, because I feel personal stories always help other people relate to things. It always helps Absolutely. them you know, when, when you're experiencing, when you're sharing, when we're sharing our personal experiences with words, with things, you get an idea of how it works and you can say to yourself, well, how do I use that? And then right. you have an understanding. So let's go into Storytown. So very in, in therapy, cause you know, I love therapy. I'm an advocate for therapy. Friend. Um, my therapist pointed out, she asked me, she's like, could you shift using the word need for the word want? And I was like, so I sat and I thought about it because I'm like immediately like, why? What is the word need? What connotation? What does it, what is it saying when I use the word need to myself? I need to do laundry. I need to wash my car. I need to, you know, take a shower. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. <laughs> I realized that for me, need had a little, little subtle guilt of, well, you haven't done it. So now you need to do it. Like it was, it's almost like a very negative, like you don't have an option. Like now you need to <laughs> attack on yourself. <laughs> right. Right. It's a very passive aggressive attack. <laughs> and it's almost like what a what a parent would with a child like that isn't a good parent like well now you need to do it because you didn't do it before you know it's like getting your children to do chores it's like you could do it in many different ways but guilt is a very common way for people to do it sure. right <laughs> I mean, because we all know that guilt is effective yeah and i think that that you know get getting here we go getting somebody to want to do something unpleasant is not as easy as making them feel obligated to do the thing that's unpleasant because right. guilt will drive you to do a lot of things. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. You can't force a want. I feel like it's, it's very hard to trick somebody into wanting mm-hmm. something. Exactly. So <laughs> when I use the word need, I am telling myself, um, you are horrible for not doing it and 
now you need to do it. And if you don't, if I don't, and then if I don't do it, there's a layer of guilt. There's a layer of, I failed. There's a pass or fail conversation with it. And I, and, and that makes me what spin out, not want to do it even more. Like it, it really creates a very, uh, a very difficult situation where I'm holding myself hostage with this word. Yeah. And so when I can step into that space of want, like, you know, I can say, well, do I want to do laundry? No. Would it, would I feel better having choices in clothes and, you know, would it feel better to have it done? Yeah. Do I want to do that for myself? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So I want to do laundry. Um, same thing with everything else that I do. Do I want to take a shower? Do I want to clean my house? Do I want to cook for myself? Like all of those things. Now I have the ability to say no, even if I know it'll be good for me, but there is a sense of giving myself a choice. Like now I'm choosing not to do things. So therefore I don't have a guilt, but there's a sense of ownership when it comes to using the word want. You're, you're aware now that you chose not to do these things. So it's kind of like, okay, you know, you have the ability to choose every day what you will and will not do. You have that freedom. That's what freedom is. That's what autonomy is. Right. But when you're looking at your behaviors, if you continue not to want to do the same thing over and over again, and you're not feeling 100%, you don't feel well emotionally, mentally, whatever, you can say, oh, I don't feel well because I haven't done laundry or I haven't cleaned you know, my bedroom or I haven't cooked for myself and I'm not nurturing myself. So then you can lead to ways to take care of that, to do that for yourself, to nurture. You, you bring awareness to mm-hmm. what the cause of your your depression or your sadness is. Now, this isn't everybody. Now, understand, I'm not blanket saying that that's all you need to do to get out of depression. <laughs> understand this. No, I get it. I get it when it comes to depression because a lot of times pro- the, it's the depression that prevents me from making the choice to do it. Right. And I right. get that. The underlying. Right. That created the depression, the worthiness, the there's, there's a bigger conversation about why I'm depressed. It's not just about me not doing my laundry. Um, but because I find a little bit of freedom, sometimes I find a little bit of, Oh, I feel good because I changed the sheets on my bed. I, I did my laundry and it's all put away. Even like that makes me feel good because I had that sense of accomplishment. Some days that's not achievable for me. And some days it is. So it's always checking in, like knowing and, and not using that word. You need to do your laundry. How about like, do you want to do your laundry today? Do you have the capability or bandwidth to do your laundry today? There's a different conversation. So now that I'm actively using and trying to use the word want, the pressure is off. So my chances of wanting to do things increases because I've taken the pressure off that I need to do it. Right. You've taken the meaning and changed it. Right. The meaning of even the task. Yes. And I feel like that's like, I mean, most of everything that we ever do in our lives is because the meaning that we've attached to it, whether it's words, relationships, jobs. I mean, we just attach meaning to everything because that's, that's what our brains are supposed to do. You know, we, we can't operate if we don't have a meaning to operate from. So we kind of create them from our experience and from our, our programming and all of that kind of stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, that's the work, that's the work for everybody to do every now and then, you know, like I always do it too of the like, well, what meaning are you attaching to it? Like, especially if I'm in a high emotion about something, whether it's positive or negative, like, well, what's the meaning that you're attaching to this? Because we don't want like expectation and, you know, obligation and those kind of things to come in and kind of cloud this. But I mean, there's so much to the meaning of the tasks, even that people, you know, 
go go off on. I mean, when I have um, when I have clients who um, are like the the primary caregiver of the home, and like I personally can relate to it of that uh, that heavy obligation of like you have to do all of the tasks at home because that's your job. Somebody goes and makes the money, and then you have to make sure that the house is clean and that the clothes are clean and that everything is polished and that you could like eat off of the toilet seat. You know, so you put all of this pressure, all of this meaning on these tasks of you know that being that meaning that you're holding, you're pulling your weight. Um, and anybody who has children or babies, especially who you can't always put down because you're supposed to hold them. They can't do things for themselves. All of that shit goes by the wayside and you start to like freak out. You're not holding up your end of the bargain. You know, you've, you've, cause you've attached all these meanings to the tasks and now you're beating on yourself. I'm lazy. I'm not getting things done. I'm, you know, I'm too tired to do it. What is wrong with me? And all of this negative stuff comes out because those are things that we decided we needed to do in order to prove our worth in this space. Um, and the, that conversation is always when I have that, well, let's change the meanings of every single thing that you are, that you are beating yourself up about what is the meaning of the laundry being done at the end of every single day what does that mean to you how do we shift that onto the caretaking of the child making that meaning a little bit more dense and heavy because that's what you are doing this for you know and allowing that laundry to to mean something different it means that we have clean clothes well we have clean clothes right unless all of your all of your clothes are in the laundry. You have other clean clothes. That means it can happen at a different time or, oh, at the end of the day, the house isn't clean. Okay. What's going to happen tomorrow? The same thing. Okay. So figure out what makes you feel comfortable. Maybe you'll put a few things away. Maybe you'll, you know, rearrange your, even your space to make it easier for you. Take that heavy, like it needs to be this certain way, change it change the meanings around all of what you feel like has to be a certain way and see how you feel about it. I mean, when we have that need versus want conversation, I think, you know, we think of, um, and you had brought this up when we were talking about it before, when we think of wants, we think of them as frivolities, you know, of like the non-essentials, right? Three. Of the needs as essentials, we think of the wants as non-essentials, and we just kind of categorize all of that thing. I want to read today, but I don't have time because I need to do the laundry. What? Let's change those meanings. You need the time to feed your brain too, right? Like, oh no, now what do we do? Now we have two needs. How about we make them both wants? <laughs> How about I want to spend some time feeding my brain, and so I will, and I want to do some laundry, and so I will, and both of those things will get done in their time and carving out what your life wants, what you want your life to look like is not a frivolity. It is a connection to the positive. You want your life to be positive, right? We don't want our lives to be negative. We don't want to live in obligation. Start talking about it that way. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's true. And I think too, is like, if you want to go back, like when we're taught to do budgeting, like I'm sure in your, I mean, unless you're a a brand new, like adult, if you're our generation or even the generation after, we were always taught to do budgeting as needs versus want. You, you pay your needs. Oh my God. So sorry. (laughs) You're allergic to that. (laughs) My whole body was like, no, get it out of us. Um, Expel the demon. <laughs> you know, if you didn't know this was real time, this is real time, friends. Um, so, so when, um, you know, when we're taught to budget, like you pay your needs, like your needs are your rent, your, your electricity, your utilities, your, you know, your car. And, you know, when I was taught about needs versus want and money and budgeting, food was never included. So the basic need for groceries in my budget is the last thing I add, which is why I'm not really successful at keeping my budget 
because I never realized I need to eat. I'm a human. That is a need. It's not, you know, because, and, and so we're taught that wants only happen when there's extra left. So, but even then it's very detrimental to have that type of mentality when it comes to money, even because yeah. if you're paying for all your needs and you're paying all your bills and you're doing a really good job at, at being responsible and whatever, what do you, what is it that you want? You right. want to feel like you can take some of your money and do something fun with it. Get like, if you're, you know, you like shoes, buy shoes. If you're a crystal lover, like go to the crystal shop and buy some new crystals. Like maybe even save a couple of weeks and go on a little bit of a trip or like have a weekend away. Or you want to have the things that reward you for working so hard that helps you deal with working so hard. And it's because I have run into the trap of only doing what I need to do with money. And then I get upset by it. And then I end up not doing what I need by money and it's spread and spending it, you know, just wherever on whatever, because I put myself into a space of not having any enjoyment and not feeling like, and then I get to that point where you're like, I earned this money. I can spend it the way I want to spend it. And mm-hmm. you, you feel restricted because you feel obliged and you don't like obligation. None of us do, mm-hmm. but it's a money diet. Yeah. We always, we always rubber band back on a food diet. We're going to do it on a money diet too. <laughs> So if we make sure that we look at the things that we need and we have that, what you don't even have to label what the want is. And you could say, okay, this is my, I want this much money this week to go play with. That's how you mm-hmm. have success around money. You have to have balance. Balance is a buzzword. It's my buzzword. One of mine, but it's true. It's true yeah. because I'm often imbalanced. Right. I'm very rigid. And I'm very hard on myself, but I don't realize if I give myself the autonomy of want, I can be a little softer. I can be a little more cajoling, like, okay, I know you don't want to take a shower today because it's like, ugh, so much work, but I know. And some of you may not understand that, but from a person who lives with depression, it can I understand work. it. So you know, but if I say to myself, oh, I know you don't want to, but let's, let's try, let's just give ourselves, we're going to do it 10 minutes, 10 minutes in and out, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to wash our hair. We're going to feel better for it. We're going to, we're, we're going to take care because we want to feel better. And I'm like, yeah, we do want to feel better. Well, you know, let's try this. Maybe it'll help us feel better. Post shower or, or something fun, right? Like, like I have a kid bath bombs help people get excited to take baths. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know you don't want to do it, but Hey, let's do something fun in there. Maybe you have a, a, like a nice sugar scrub or, you know, something, or you take, you take a nice salt bath or something like that and, and turn it into something that's a little bit different than I got to clean myself. Cause society says I need to clean myself. <laughs> well, and you know, I actually want to feel fresh. I have shower epiphanies. Okay. Like I do a lot of things in the shower. The shower is like water is wonderful for me. So when I don't feel like taking a shower, I will sometimes have that conversation of like, well, it'll probably help you get some ideas and you need some ideas right now. You're feeling like, you know, you're grasping at weird, like just go in there, stand in there, stand in there for five minutes, wait for your shower epiphany. Yes. Well, and for me, like everybody that knows me is I'm, I'm a lush head and uh, I love that the company lush cause they're amazing. And the smells and like, I smell so good when I come out of that shower, I'm like, yeah. I'll sit there and just like smell it. <laughs> it's amazing. And yeah. then, I you know, it. so, so yeah. it's been, it's, it's, it's just, it's, you know, it's like encouraging somebody who's just reluctant, like a reluctant kid, like, you know, you want to do that because it'll make you feel good and it'll be okay. And sometimes I'm all like a hard, no, I hard, no, do not want to do it. And I'm like, 
I accept that and I'm okay with that. And I accept you not wanting to do it and we're not going to do it. Therefore, fine. Right. You know, it really is like taking that, taking it apart and exploring it and allowing it to be something that you're owning versus it was uh, you're owning somebody else's. Right. right. When we think about obligation, we think of somebody told me I have to do it. Right. Like I, I don't typically come up with obligations on my own. They're definitely related to something else because if I do whatever I want, I don't feel obligated. I feel free and happy. Right. Like that's the, the reality of it. When I feel like I'm obligated, it's because it's going against what I want to do in that moment, which means it's not authentic to me. It means it came from somewhere else and being able to say, okay, let's go through the whole thing that, you know, like in, in, in addictions, they call it playing, playing the whole tape out, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, you could do that. That could be the choice. What goes on after that? Um, and then you decide if that's the outcome that you're looking for today, you know, like, okay, I don't want to take a shower. Well, by this time, and this, I know about myself by this time, I'm probably going to, you know, smell a little ripe or my hair is going to be a certain thing. Do I really want to deal with that? Because then I'm going to have to do it then, right? I'm going to feel like I have to do it because I can't, not do it. And I don't want to be in that space at 11 PM. Just do it now, you know, or say, I don't folding laundry is the devil. I, I don't want to do it ever. I don't want to fold it. And then, well, you can see it behind me. It's on a chair right now, not put away, but I at least <laughs> brought it upstairs and I have to do it in, in increments, but I will go through that whole thing. Okay. Listen, if you don't fold them now, there's another load that's about to go in there. You're going to have two to fall. It's going to take you like you would be standing there a long time versus if right now you do it, it'll be a short time and then another short time. And you can do two short times. You're never like, it's going to be really hard to get you to do a long time because I know that about myself. You know, other people maybe would rather do it a long time and get it all done at one time, but I know myself. And that's that that conversation that we all have to have with ourselves again, like you're listening to us for tips, but this has to be yours. You have to be taking the ownership of what are the things that I'm creating obligations for? And what is the ownership I actually want of it? What, what does it make me feel? Because I want to feel good. Let me attach to the good feeling. If it makes me feel good to leave the dishes in the sink for an hour or whatever after dinner, because I need that mental space. I need to attach to it as man, like I'm going to really appreciate not rushing myself through this. And I'm attaching that meaning of allowing myself the choice of doing it another time that I will get it done. I don't have to do it right this second. It's all good. It's going to get done and letting that be. Now I know that there's a lot of people that say, if I don't do it right, then I won't do it. Okay. So tell yourself that like, all right, just power through, man. Let's just do it right now. Because you know that later you're going to have a worse conversation with yourself and you don't want that. You know, be gentle. That's how I talk to myself. I talk to myself gently. Like I would a kid, like, is that what you really want? (laughs) Is that where we're going? No, that's not what I want. Okay. All right. I'll just do it now. And it'll get over with and it won't be that bad. And I even do that sometimes during the task. Like this isn't, this isn't that bad. Like you made this, you made this bigger than it is. It's not that bad. Story (laughs) of my life, story of my life. I'm always making mountains out of molehills because then the the process seems so unsurmountable that I'm like, I want to do none of this now. It's like, like I will sit there and be like, oh, you got to take a shower. And then you have to dry off and then you have to like put lotion on your body. And then you have to like put the, and then you have to get dressed. I'm like, <laughs> I could right. make that into like a seven day process in my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But really, a lot of people not that bad. And right. for those of you who don't struggle with that kind of stuff, you have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. And I love you for that. I love that. That's your life. <laughs> But for those, that's a place place of gratitude to sit in right now, folks. You're like, wow, I don't have that issue. I'm so thankful. Really be thankful because I think it comes with having a touch of ADHD in our brain and like 
you know, like, like we're, we're constantly thinking, we're constantly processing and our brain is like constantly like, oh my God, it's too much. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you're like, but you're so exhausted by the end of the conversation in your brain. You're like, I don't know that I have the energy to do the thing that I've been fighting myself for for the last three hours. Right. It's like, <laughs> right. But that's the awareness, right? Like when you do that work and you do the awareness, you're able to like, eventually it takes a while to get yourself to have that conversation before yes. you get exhausted. Like if you don't do it right now, you're going to fight with yourself and then have to do it tired. Yeah. And you're going to be mad because you're tired now. Yeah, exactly. Then you're going to, you're going to keep that negative meaning attached to it. And so that's what we're talking about of like, when you create a want around it, when you create the positivity around it, when you create that outcome, that positive outcome that you get from it, whenever it's done, right? Like, it's not about like, oh, I have to do it now. So it'll feel good. Cause that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> you're, you're probably not going to connect to the good then either, but when you can connect to that, like, oh, okay. That that's, that's where that comes from while you're doing it. Keep reinforcing that because you're retraining your brain to see that stimulus as positive. You have to do that part too, you know, in order to make it easier on yourself is to be in that awareness through the entire task, right? Like when I just said, it's not that bad. There are certain tasks that I've allowed myself to say, it's not that bad, just do it. One of them is doing the dishes. It takes me like four minutes to do the dishes, yeah. four minutes. And I'll act like it's gonna take me four hours. And then I just stop myself and go, okay, you can negotiate. You're not gonna wanna do it later when you're tired. You're not going to want to do it in the morning. Morning, Vanessa is going to be very, very mad at night, Vanessa. <laughs> that. It takes you four minutes. Put on a song and wash the dishes for four minutes. And then as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is not, it's really not bad. You know, retraining my brain so that on most nights, I just do it. Yeah. It's just part of the routine. Yep. And I know that when I'm in it and I'm in that zone of like getting stuff done and picking stuff up and cleaning up my home and I've taken a shower, I've started laundry, even if just starting things, even in the process of it, like I know how much better and clearer I feel mentally, yeah. but you know, I, I give, I, I totally am validating those of you who have, who struggle with that because mm -hmm. I get it. It is so hard sometimes to even get to that point, but one of the things, this is only a piece of, of that struggle. Like yeah. if, if we can find little pieces where we can circumvent the struggle, yeah. where our chances of success are higher. Yeah. Like if we can take this moment and say, okay, how is it? Do you frame this to yourself? You must, you need, you have to. Like what words are you using and what do they mean to you internally? And let's break that down in the sense of, okay, what am I saying? How do I say things to myself? Excuse me. How do I say things to myself? What is it that I'm saying to myself and in what tone and in what energy am I saying it? Because I'm like, you're, you suck. You need, you have to do this. Like, are you speaking to yourself with kindness with, you know, sometimes I have to cajole myself into doing stuff. Are you speaking to it from anger, from guilt, or from like, what is your tone with yourself? Because I guarantee when I take on that tone of like, girl, you, you have to do this. I'm like, fuck you. I do. And I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but if I, but if I, if there's urgency, if my, if I say, look, I accept that you don't want to do this and you don't really, but it's really important that we do this now. And because of whatever reason, and I know you don't want to, but I need you to do it now in a way that's like more loving, more kind, more, I get that you don't want to, but like, we have no more clothes. Right. We're going to go naked. Like, right. like now's the time, or we're going to dip into those weird clothes in the back of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> And the underwear that doesn't fit right that you keep because you think one day I'm going to need those underwear because I'm not going to want to do laundry. Like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> bra that you hate, you now have to wear it. Right. Is it not laundry time? Yes, it is. Cause I can't yeah. stand it. So let's do laundry. <laughs> like, right, right. So, 
it's yeah and I think some of us okay so I think I think you know there's that conversation to have about procrastination and a lot of us that thrive on like that's the only time I'll do it is when I've procrastinated to the point where it where I don't have clothes or that kind of thing. Um, I used to laugh a lot at that, you know, the meme that would go around that would go, the reason why I procrastinated is because it works. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, because if I didn't have pressure, I wouldn't do anything that I didn't want to do. Right. And that's the, that's the key there is that they were all things I didn't want to do. I didn't create a want around them. They were all things that I didn't want to do. So I had to wait until the last minute until it was some sort of very negative consequence was going to happen. If I didn't do it, then I would do it and force myself. And then again, negative feelings around the whole thing so that I procrastinated again the next time, right? Because procrastination works. Like I had to have that conversation with myself of procrastination only works because you haven't, you refuse to connect to the idea that these things that are in your life that you are going to continue doing because you've put them in your life to do, you refuse to attach a want to them. And so you're making it, you're making it negative. It's your mindset that's making this negative. You are not going to throw those things out of your life. You, I'm never going to not do my laundry. I'm never going to not do my dishes in one way or another, whether it's putting them in the dishwasher and taking them out. I mean, I'm going to do those kind of things. Right. So you can choose to procrastinate on them and make it a negative experience every time because now you're pushing yourself and now you're panicking and now you're in anxiety and, and you did all that. The tasks didn't do it. The dishes didn't do it to you. The laundry didn't do it to you. <laughs> you did it to yourself or you, ch- you try to dig into those meanings. How can I attach this to I've created this life that means laundry is a thing. I don't want to do the laundry. It's like, have you, if, have you ever seen um, the breakup? No. With, oh, with Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston. It's one of my favorite movies. I love Vince Vaughn. I think he's so hilarious. But in it, in the beginning, they're having a fight and she's like kind of upset because she's doing all this stuff for a dinner party and he like does nothing. He plays video games and then jumps in the shower right before people show up, isn't helping her clean up. Like, so she loses her shit. And she's like, you know, I just would like for you to, you know, want to help me out. Like, I want you to like want to do the dishes to help me. And he's like, who wants to do dishes like he's standing over there like you can't make me want to do dishes nobody wants to do dishes and like the frame of reference that she's putting it in is like I know you don't want to do the dishes but I want you to want to help me by doing the dishes right attach a different freaking meaning to what you're doing so that it becomes something that you'll do yes period you know and so we I always use I always bust that out to people who know them I Nobody wants to do the dishes. Why would I want to do the dishes? Yeah, I don't want to. Well, like in in terms of like, this is going to be a great, exciting, you know, frivolous activity, but I want clean dishes. I do. And I also don't want to do them in the morning and I don't want to do them at midnight. And I, and, and, and it's, it's a thing in my life that is going to be there. So figure it out or accept that you've decided that it's going to be a negative thing that you do every day and just hate it every day. Also a decision. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a decision, but, but let's, and let's, let's go back. Okay. So let's connect this to what we feel we do or do not deserve because this is a barrier. This is why this has been a barrier for me. A lot of things are, is the feeling of deserving a clean house, deserving clean clothes, deserving feeling good and accomplished. And it's, it's a subtle subterfuge of self-punishment when we know things that'll make us feel good, but we kind of refuse to do them until it's like at a point where we have to do them. We create a meaning behind it that takes away from us feeling good. Like, so like, for example, I know that if, when I take a shower, I feel amazing. I feel good. I feel like a human. I feel like I could interact with other humans. I feel, you know, like I feel good. 
And I feel like I like, okay. And I too get epiphanies in the shower. So I always feel good coming out of there because I have a new idea to think of, but there's a rejection of the self there when I refuse to do it because I'm like in, in, in a very indirect way, I'm telling myself, you don't deserve to feel that good. Hmm. So think about what your resistance is to certain items that you do or do not do. And maybe they're just that you have ADHD and you've made them so huge that you can't, you don't feel you can accomplish it. Or maybe it's just, it is the depression. It is the, um, you just, you just can't come out of it. You can't do it. There's many reasons. And I'm not saying any of them are invalid because they're your reasons. They're your reality and they're valid. So please don't take that as I'm invalidating the reason, but really look at this, the subtleties behind things. Now, this is a discovery that I've recently had in that I'm, I'm rejecting myself through not doing the things that make this myself feel good mm-hmm. and accomplished. And part of that is, is, you know, because there's a sense of undeserving. So, well, and I think, you know, that, that you're really onto something that it's, um, cause a lot of people have a hard time with that worth conversation, right? Because it is hard to get into like what it means to feel like I don't deserve a clean house, right? Like people are like, what do you mean deserve a clean house? Like, <laughs> You know, like, is that a gift? Like, you know what I mean? Like they have trouble connecting to that. But what you just said was, the thing that we have to go further of the feeling of accomplishment. If you don't feel like you deserve to, to say something kind about yourself because you have so many mountains to climb in your brain that you won't allow yourself to feel good because you're not quote unquote there yet. That's the, that's the the part to connect. Cause even I, like I had trouble with that and I was like, how do I bridge that? How do I bridge that for like, you know, people who are like, what do you mean? I don't deserve clean clothes or I don't deserve to feel good after a shower. Like nobody can take that from me, but it's that idea of like, yes, you can, it can be taken from you because if you're beating up on yourself and saying that there's so many imperfections about you, you don't believe you should celebrate yourself in any way because you feel so bad about what you have not done or what you have done, (laughs) right? Um, To really think of it in in that frame of reference of the good feeling, like I don't deserve to feel good. And if that will make me feel good, maybe subconsciously I'm suppressing that because I don't wanna, I don't wanna give myself that high five. I don't, I haven't earned it. Yeah. I have many more things that I have to do in order to earn a high five for myself. Yeah. And, you know, when you're in a level of depression or <laughs> self-hatred, mm. it's, it's, it's on, like, there is no, there is no sense of feeling good mm-hmm. because you're just, your, your brain is like, nope because you didn't do all these other things or because of X, Y, and Z, you don't deserve to feel that. And that's a subterfuge your brain has. It's sneaky, but it thinks it's keeping you safe, but in the long run, it's really harming you. And, you know, and if you're curious about taking that farther, listen, go back to Monday's body episode, because we're going to talk about that in that episode, because um, there was another, another story I have for that, for that podcast. So connect with that because if, if this feels like, oh, she's onto something that I may feel is the reason why I don't do these things. Oh my gosh, go listen to the body episode. We're going to talk about that. Um, and we're going to, we're going to unpack it because I had to unpack it. Cause I had a big epiphany around that this week too. Um, this week was all about epiphanies. So <laughs> love it. yes 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 and yes um this is a hard one I mean I feel like even though we've been talking and bringing up all these different facets of it I mean I think that this is 
you know, like most of the topics that we bring up, I feel like we get to a certain point of like, wow, this is overwhelming, right? Like it is overwhelming to take apart need and want and how it goes in our lives. You know, we could do this more times and still have different things to talk about. So when you're listening to this and going, what the frig, like my whole life is weird right now. Like just take a breath and, you know, start with one thing and be compassionate with yourself of like, okay, maybe I did have an epiphany and now I have some changes that I'd like to make, but it's okay. It will all happen in time and I'm doing it because I want to feel better and that's it. I don't have to put any more pressure. Please, please, please discover everything with a sense of neutrality and understanding and acceptance. That sense of like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that about myself. Huh. And don't judge because honey, that's the the biggest killer of all self-discovery is the judgment you have shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. It's the reason why you're in the situation is because there's a judgment that happened. That's- so when you just observe, just observe how you feel about the two words, mm-hmm. just start there. Just don't do anything else. Just observe. What do I feel the word need means to me when I use it with myself or with other people even? And what is the f- the word want have behind it. Just start there. Just realize, just have this understanding and discovery of that, that, that alone is big. Yes. And even if you just discover that, oh, I do use need to guilt myself. So then choose to use the word want and understand and catch yourself and go, okay, wait, no want. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And check in. Do you want to do it? And why? Like, that's how self-discovery works, mm-hmm. is that we look at one tiny piece and it, it'll take us down a journey that as we journal, as we document, as we talk about with our therapists, we can continue opening that layer of the onion, so to speak, and finding that hidden gem that's hidden there because we're pulling at that layer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And finding what our own what our own rebuilding looks like, you know, like I, my neutral word is gotta, I gotta do that today. It's kind of like, I got like, even when I said it, I shrugged my shoulders as if it might not happen, (laughs) but it's on my, 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 my probable list, you know, and, and because that word feels good to me, it feels better than need, need creates anxiety. I don't want to do it. Want makes me laugh. I don't want to do it. Like, (laughs) I can't convince myself on certain things to say that. So I'll just say, I got to do it. Like, I know it's, I know it's a thing. I know it's a thing that it's time to do. And, and that's okay. Like, it's okay. This is not a thing I'm upset about or afraid of. I just know it's on the agenda today at some point. Love it. You only know that about yourself. If you explore that, that may not work for you. You may have to use a different word, but we just want you to be open to the idea of changing, you know, the way that we speak to ourselves by understanding the meanings of all the words that we use. Yeah. And I want to share kind of one final statement for me is I shared this with a friend the other day, because those of us on self-discoveries often that's our judgment shows up when we're on this journey of learning who we are and learning how we work and learning our thought processes, our mechanisms, our how we kind of, how our brain kind of shuts us down, how it create, tries to create safety and create subterfuge. And when we're learning these things, it's not about creating and thinking, oh, I have to change that about myself or fix that. It's about leaning into understanding who we are at the core and creating safety plans around those things. So now I know that when I need to take a shower, that I don't really need to do anything. If I choose, if I want to take a shower and then I connect to how I feel after the shower. And then I'm like, I want that even more. So it's understanding and how to use words, how to use its neuro linguistics to talk to myself, to create new pathways and new ways 
of understanding myself and not continuously tripping that trigger mechanism of trauma mm-hmm. as I deal with myself, as I, as I live my life, because I'm going to have some form of that forever. I mean, I may heal it. I may find neutral with the word need someday, but until then I'm going to actively use the word want and do my best at using that word want and creating autonomy and creating freedom around that choices. And, but I'm not going to yell at myself. I'm not going to belittle myself. I'm not going to like think I'm broken because I'm not, it's learned behavior. It's learned behavior. So I can unlearn it, but it's going to take time. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with knowing who I am and accepting that that's part of who I am and, and embracing it and just working with it, knowing how to create safety plans, knowing how to create ways of being kind to me and mm-hmm. exploring it. So be kind to you, honor yourself, honor what shows up for you, honor your feelings and honor that. And, and come at it with a level of the discovery is the superpower of knowing how to treat yourself so that yourself feels supported and loved. Mm-hmm. That's the gain we get from self-discovery if you're in that right headspace. You bet. 100%. Um, and I, I just think it's important to remind everyone of that because... We often get hard with ourselves and very critical. Neutral observer detective, hit it. Yeah. What would you say to somebody else? The same, say it to you. You probably wouldn't say the things to somebody else that you say to yourself. You'd have to you, can, you can hit the neutral. You can. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> yeah. It is possible, my friends. 100% possible. <laughs> and if it means that you speak to yourself in the third person, it works. Whatever works. Do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time too. First name and everything. <laughs> yep. We have to be our own ally. We have to be able to trust ourselves. So yeah. let's work on that by being kind. But sure. we love you guys. I hope that you've taken some some of the seeds we planted today and let them grow. Some food for thought, things to mull over. Um, if you have questions, I encourage you to reach out to either of us and, and we can help, or we can direct you to somewhere that can help for you locally. So we love you and may you be kind to yourself in all ways. Thank you for joining us on Freud's Angels. We are thankful for each of you opening up your heart to us. To continue the healing, connect with us on Instagram at Freud's underscore angels and on Facebook at Freud's angels. Please subscribe to the show so that we may help you continue your journey. And remember to give us some love in the review section. If anything we've talked about today has triggered an emotional or mental crisis, please call 911 or head to the nearest emergency center. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.